Flambo. Coming to you live from the Palatial Podcasting Studios. Right here, Spokane, Washington. This is the Little Extra Lambo Podcast. We had a great recording. We had a lot of laughs. We had a drink. We had a dog barking and we had a power outage. So all that wrapped up into an amazing guest. She's very funny. She's very talented. She's a realtor, comedian, uh, worked at the KXOY news station, and is a single mom. She had a podcast. And my guest today is Laura Branning. Uh, very happy to have her in studio. Um, we uh, talked about her podcast and Welcome to the Wild and kind of how how I stumbled upon it and what I took from it. So it was a it was a good conversation that we had. Um, hopefully you guys uh, are able to follow along. There was a little ADD moments throughout there, but I mean that's kind of what you get when you uh, you have uh, a lot of jokes and a lot of side stories and. And all that good stuff. So, um, what are we going to promote? I know Laura's got uh, open mic nights at the Spokane Comedy Club every Wednesday night. Doors open at 6.30. Show starts 7.30. It's where open mic is where you get um, everybody wanting to be a comedian, aspiring to be a comedian. And they show up and they work on material. They show up to work on their craft. They show up to give it a try. Um, so it's very hit or miss of what you get and the, the talent that is there. Usually the, the last person coming on has, um, a good show or is an, is a known comedian. So, um, you get sent home happy, but the, the whole show is, is, is good. You get to see people putting themselves out there, giving it their all and, hopefully it comes across as they see it in their head, but it's a great show. Um, to drink. Two item minimum off of the off of the menu. Uh, it is free to show up there on Wednesday nights. She's also at um she's also at another place on Tuesdays. I cannot think of what it is, but she talks about it within the show though. Um, tea something. God dang it, I can't remember it, but it's in the show. Um, and that show is every Wednesday night, or I'm sorry, every Tuesday night. starts at 8 o'clock. And uh, find her on Facebook, Laura Branning, as well as the Spokane Comedy Club. Um, you can find out about her schedule on there. So um, what do we have? We've got uh, a couple shows coming up on the Hotcast 1. Um, we have uh, Saturday morning, uh, one pack, two pack, the baseball card podcast. We've got a two shows coming up one this saturday one next saturday so be looking for that one that's an awesome show me and my son and we open up two packs of baseball cards yeah, just as the title shows um what else do we have coming up got a couple concerts coming into town we've got uh jason aldean coming up we've got three of it dead man coming up we've got Brantley Gilbert coming up. We've got Eric Church coming up. We've got some shows coming in, some good artists. So 
glad things are starting to open up. We're able to get out. Spokane Indians are playing. We have, uh, oh, tomorrow, tomorrow. So this would be Friday. Or like, so you're going to hear it. It'll be today. Um, the Spoke Seattle Kraken are we going to be playing in Spokane against the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, those tickets go on sale tomorrow, or I guess today, sorry. And they play in September sometime. But get those tickets. That's going to be an event, uh, and a new, brand new expansion NHL team. So uh, Ticketmaster or Ticket West, I believe, is where you get your tickets from. So it's going to be a good show. I will be clocking in at noon to uh, try to get my tickets. So hopefully there's some left. Um, when I come to it, but stuff, uh, stuff coming open, stuff coming along and activities are to be had. So, uh, get out there and enjoy the, enjoy the weather, enjoy the, the heat that is out there. So, um, I think that's about it. Uh, hopefully you enjoy the show. We had a lot of laughs and, uh, wow, he's going fast. Um, we had a lot of laughs and, uh, can't wait to uh, get on to the next show. Here's Laura Branning, everybody. Enjoy. Your hands. Notes are the timer? Nope. No? Because the timer's done by the location. Okay. Okay. Clear. And you're not wearing yours either, though? I'm, you... I'm going to, okay. yeah. Clear. Am I supposed to know this? Are we, like, nope. resuscitating a heart? Nope. I'm clearing out tabs and my computer for us. What are you actually looking for from me in this? I just want to talk about your podcast. Okay. You being a new comedian. Okay. How life is a single parent <laughs> and kind of how it all makes you. As well as <laughs> How a much realtor. How are we doing this? Uh, my it's show's real tour. Realtor. No, real tour. Real tour. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and how that makes you. Oh, so. for fuck. Can we cuss? Yep. Okay. Yeah, you obviously have not listened to the podcast. That's what I'm saying. I told you I didn't. <laughs> we had one. We were in Moses Lake. It was me and my best friend and my co-host. Um, we had one. We were drunk. Well, where's your co-host? He he was supposed to be here and he got stuck at work, I guess. Oh. You guess. So, you don't even know. Oh, like, he sent me a message saying I just got off work. So he got stuck there, I guess. But oh. he said he was supposed to be off by 5.30, and then he sends me a message at 6.30. And he's going to miss so. this glorious event of me being Well, here. my mine, my <laughs> little extra Lambo is just me doing oh, okay. it. The, the sports one before is him and I together. <laughs> so. Oh, so this isn't with him. No. no. Oh, but he was going to be here, though. How so many if he downloads stay, do you get? Where do you, where do you put um, this? Who's we, listening to we me? We use Anchor. And I don't believe Anchor does a really good job at... They did Podbean. Yeah, I, I looked into them, actually. And that was, <coughs> does it go to Spotify yep. and... Okay, that's Spotify, what I Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts. We're on iTunes, um, SoundCloud, and there's two others, but... How many downloads do you get? I think it's anywhere between 250 and 300. But iTunes, or the Anchor says we get about 35 to 50. Okay. But I know I talk to more people who listen to me than 35 people, and they talk about the show. So I don't think that's an accurate. How often do you publish? Every week. Wednesday, like when, okay. Friday, 
and then our, my baseball one is on Saturday morning. So this one's published tomorrow? This one, it will be tomorrow because I have no extra shows. Okay. So I get to... I could do another one. Interview you, and then we can do we can do a three-hour one. <laughs> we could do a three-hour one. Like, this is Joe Rogan shit now. Yeah, it is. I don't have the video. You have though, no idea what you're getting into with me. All right. I'm going to hold you to it. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I'm like primed and ready. Okay. So why don't we start off <coughs> with you? Just tell me a little bit about yourself. Are we starting now? I've been started. Oh. <laughs> so tell, cause, cause I'll create an intro and then, and then we'll just start talking, but tell me a little about yourself and how let's start off with your podcast okay. into the wild. So it's called Welcome to the Wild. Welcome to the Wild. Because it's life before, during, and after divorce. And for a lot of people, you know, we kind of become tamed when we get into a relationship or a marriage. Because I think that a long-term relationship also, pardon me, creates that tameness. That we kind of forget about what it's like to be out there with other people. And that's kind of the wild. So whether it's dating, it's parenting by yourself, dealing with your parents. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people who think that once you get through a divorce, the thing that's going to fix the solution, you know, the solution to all of it is just to get in another relationship. I'm here to tell you that's, that's not wrong. the case. Yep. <laughs> yep. And yours, yours stems from um, seven-year marriage, eight-year marriage? I was married just shy of 16 years. 16 years. My okay. marriage could almost drive. Okay, yep. so mine was, a. we were together eight and a half, nine years, married for almost seven years, and then chose to part ways, and then it was in... I call it the fire. Yeah, and that's what it was. I mean, you're <laughs> you're out there, you're, you're used to being with somebody, and then now you're not. You're kind of open, but yet you still have a family, you still have a job, just career, and kind of the... the just going out every night and meeting new people and that right. excitement isn't really the same after that happens, after your your person leaves. Well, and I didn't date. Like, I was with my ex-husband right out of high school. We weren't high school sweethearts, but I didn't date. I wasn't interested in it. It didn't um, – my parents got together and had me within a year. And so that always terrified me. I was too scared to get pregnant. Um, which was so good. So I got married so that I never had sex. Kidding. Seriously. <laughs> no, I'm <kidding>. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I have friends in high school. I actually have a really good friend that she got you're pregnant still, you're inside. With, you have kids in high school that you're friends with? No. I have friends that I when I was in high school, actually junior high, she ended up having a baby. So right. now her son had a grandbaby yes. or had a baby. So she's a grandma okay. at a very young age. So so when did you graduate high school? 97. Oh, me too. Okay. It's a great year. Here locally? No, Clarkston. Okay. I was, yeah, East Valley. Okay. I was they were actually in our league, our, in, yes. in our conference. So. Yep. So I was president of my high school. Okay. I was not. I'm so fancy. I was a baseball player <laughs> for my high school. <laughs> but I didn't have anything to do with each other. I was four-year letterman in soccer too. Okay. So... And I was also on the science team. Okay. How did you pull that off? Um, I'm smart. Okay. Smart, <laughs> athletic. Yeah. Just the whole total package. I am just phenomenal. <laughs> and I'm funny. So, but yeah, trying to, it was almost like checking all the boxes. So I got married, um, 
figured I was getting into a career. Uh, I started into the mortgage industry. My mom was a real estate agent. So I thought that was a great idea. Like, who wants to be a realtor? Says the People woman. now, everybody does. Everybody but. does. But I've now been an agent for 10 years. I literally okay. just had my 10-year renewal at the end of June. Because we're sitting here at the beginning of July. So, yeah, that's been, that was quite the little ride. So I worked in the mortgage industry, and they'd gone through layoffs through the different mergers. And then I decided to go back to school. So I got my public relations degree from Eastern with minors in journalism and news writing. So I can have a radio voice. You do. I do. Comes across. Um, I mean, thank we had, you. We had Mark Peterson on, and he's got a radio voice. Oh, yeah, so and I worked si- with Mark. It's similar. Yeah, well, and it, there's so much to fill the space. There's a cadence to it. Um, so when I did my internship at KXOY, I was actually in our sales department. Sales and TV? I had no idea what that even meant. But yeah, we sold commercials. So I did kind of the background stuff. I did assistant work. And then I knew I wanted to get paid. So I said, what, what can I do? What entry level, anything. And here I was, tw- I started on my 25th birthday. So I was already kind of, I was an older college student at that point. I mean, looking back, no, I was not that old when I graduated. And they said, you can go into promotions. Try for that. So I did a little interview. Yes, great. I have a pulse and a driver's license. And then it became, you know, it was like the things that the local radio DJs were going out to a car dealership or a furniture store. So I would go set those up. And then my boss came to me and said, well, do you get offended easily? I thought, oh my goodness, I'm mm-hmm. so sorry mm-hmm. that I don't. You giggle because you clearly know that I don't get offended yep, yep. easily. And like, what's happening? Did something happen? I thought there was like a situation I needed to mediate somehow. And he said, no, there just happens to be a remote that the uh, the girls don't want to do and the boys get a little distracted. Like, what? Hmm. Like, seriously, bearing the lead. What are you, where are we going here? And it was bikini bull riding Kay. at an old bar in Coeur d'Alene called The Torch. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar nope. with it. Okay, so it was nope. bi- like a bikini strip club. Teeny tiny itty bitty nipple covering. So I had some questions. I had follow up questions. I think that was then okay. Well, that's um, the journalist in you. It is the journalist in me. I need a little background. Mm-hmm. And I said, So do I have to wear a bikini? I mean, I could. It's not a problem. But is that part of the job? No. Okay. Uh, do I get to ride the bull? And I worded it differently. Do I have to wear a bikini? Do I get to ride the bull? I mean, it, I could. But Do you, was this an every like a every weekend thing? No, or just, just one time. This was their first one that they were going to do in a series. Okay. But it was kind of a a jumping off point, if you will. And I didn't have to ride the bull. I thought, oh well, I didn't have to, but I could. And I said, well, at least once. Right, and I didn't because I I was working, uh, which kind of you know. It was a spoiler alert because it was like, well, do I get paid? Yeah, get paid. Okay, well, then I have no questions. <laughs> Let's and, go. Yeah, I'm ready. I'll I'm, figure it out along the way. Right. You know, okay, so that makes sense of why guys would get distracted because it's a mm-hmm. strip club. So if you put your phone, like, take off the freaking vibration, I too. Did. did you? Because it's doing zzz, Who the whole has thing. their phone on vibration anymore? I do because it bothers when I did the last podcast. And it irritates The chime me. comes through. <laughs> <laughs> That's more distracting than the vibration. Irritating me? Yeah. Mm. No. <laughs> Definitely. 
Definitely. Yeah. So it was from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. I think it was on Thursdays, maybe. On the weekend. I don't know. I was 25. It didn't matter. Every day flew into the other, and I didn't have kids. And it was a really smoky bar, and I would drive the Rock 94.5 vehicle before they got the Hummer, and I would drive it from downtown Spokane. I lived in the valley. So I would get there, go, you know, pack up the vehicle with whatever speakers or whatever we needed, and... (laughs) T-shirts and CDs, because that's when we threw those out. That, that was that was the shit right there. No, that was a minute ago, <laughs> and <laughs> feels can't like can't really yesterday. throw MP3 downloads now. I know. Really Here's work the a same. code or something. I don't know. Here's your code. Yeah. And <laughs> so I would drive to Coeur d'Alene in the vehicle. Here I am, this young blonde driving a station vehicle over there. I'm like, yeah, yeah okay, leave me alone. Um, always wore my wedding wedding ring to it because I'm like. <laughs> Need some like barrier to entry yeah. here. Yep, yep. And we did foam parties and glow parties. And I mean, there were girls that were like, please do not take a picture of my face. And this is really before Facebook blew up. Okay. And I said, I don't get paid enough. What, even, is that? what does that mean? <laughs> to get, I don't get paid enough to not take a picture of your face. I don't get paid enough to pay attention. Oh, I thought, okay, I was That's thinking the girls were saying that. No, so. okay. I said that to the okay. girls. And they're like, my family doesn't know that I do this. Oh. Oh. I don't care. So were they getting paid to do it, or was yeah, it just for fun? They were, they were strippers. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, those okay. were the girls working at the club. Gotcha. So I'm like, oh, gotcha. honey, uh, this is me caring. If it's no, a, I don't. If it's a problem, you probably shouldn't be doing yet. it. <laughs> yeah. You should go pray about it. Um, So I did that. It was fun i didn't care you know it was uh unfortunate that all of our t-shirts were white so like the globe you know foam parties weren't exactly there were logistical issues for me okay <laughs> i'm like oh good wet t-shirt <laughs> contest for the one silver person in the bar cool great yeah it's fantastic and i mean it was great i, I had a lot of fun doing it it was the first couple months that i was there and then my boss came up to me and he said so um Another question for you. Like, mm. what now? Then I have questions for you, clearly, because <laughs> you like to bury the lead, dude. And he said, Well, do you like the news? I mean, like the news? I'm 26 Nobody? years old. Tell me, define, yeah. do I, I like still the 25. news? Like, I was still 25. Like, I was like, it was barely, barely through that <laughs> summer. I'm like, what? Why do I, what? what? Like, for why? And he's like, Well, I noticed you have minors in news writing and journalism, and there's a position in the newsroom coming up. And that I have been in the newsroom 24 hours a day. Like, I know that there are people always working, and there is no way that I want to do that job. I said, what's the schedule? And he said, it's uh, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. I'm like, perfect. Where's the writing test? Yep, doable. And he's like, you know there's a writing test? I said, yeah, there's a writing <laughs> test, because you need to know that I can take things from the AP wire and have them ready for the newscast. And he's like, oh, my, you even know? I'm like, I, ju- I just came out of school. Like, I know. And I passed the test and I started writing for the news. What would you obviously went to school to do that? Kind of. What was the draw? Well, the, the public relations side. Like, I like words. The whole theme of my life is words, like changing words, how they hit differently to different people, um, how people say words differently. You know, I grew up with my grandma saying Santa Claus. That's not Santa Claus. 
That's or, it's different. Yeah, or <laughs> the washcloth and the zinc. I mean, she lived in Coeur d'Alene. It wasn't like it was that far away. Okay. There's a lot of wrestling. Oh. I know the wrestling. Yeah, and I mean, like, grammar itself, it fascinates me. I don't really like writing. Like, writing for a newspaper sounds like hell to me. Um, even when people would be like, you should write a blog. And I'm like, you should shut up. See, and, I can write. Because oh, once my mind gets going and I start typing, I can I can type all night long. Oh, I can too. It's the reading that gets me because I start reading and I'll read, you know, a couple pages. And then my mind kind of starts focusing on what I just read and then squirrel, rabbit, squirrel. I, I think you, they give medications for that. <laughs> Back then, that wasn't a thing. So that's. I think it was. You were just in Lewiston. <laughs> I was in Clarkston. I was Whatever. on the good, nobody, good side of the Nobody river. remembers that. Everybody remembers No, that. they're like, it's just down there and it stinks. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, we have the best pizza in the world there. Okay. People know that. What? Bizarre's. Have you ever been to Chicago? No. Okay, and then shut your mouth. Well, <laughs> that would be a road trip that I would like to have and have some I think Chicago they have planes pizza. that go there, too. Well. Okay, this is about me. So, um. <laughs> so I wrote. Back to focus here. <laughs> I know. It's smart. But I also still stayed in the promotions department because I wasn't getting the full 40 hours a week. And I like money. Mm-hmm. So I was going to work as much as I could, and I knew I had to earn my stripes. So I even worked at Center Court at Hoop Fest, and it happened to be that basically my stepdad, my mom's boyfriend of 10 years, was the ref at Center Court, Larry Wendell. And people here know him as a high school basketball ref. He's a character. Okay. That's a, one way to put it. Okay. Um, he was interviewed one time for KXOY for Hoop Fest, and they asked him if he ever made a bad call. No, he never made a bad call. Okay. He might have missed a call. Maybe. But he never made a bad call. And that was his words from it. <laughs> so he was so proud of that. Okay. Um, anyway, so my the, the promotions manager, knowing that I knew Larry, I'm like, no, Larry, I have Thanksgiving with him and Christmas. Like, this is, he's family. He's like, then you're going to stay at center court because nobody else can tolerate him. I'm like, oh, and I know that too. So, sure. And so I did that. And then... I also coordinated Coats for Kids for a few years through KXOY. Which is a great program. Yeah, wonderful. Um, I asked to be put on Prozac, too. (laughs) That was not through the company. Um, (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God, I need something. And my doctor told me I needed a hobby. Okay. I'm like, yes, I need more to do. Perfect. Yeah, definitely. Super, super cool idea. It's getting into hammy Um, is actually how I responded to him. Um, So the, the sass is strong with this one. And then I got a call sitting at my news desk or like in where I was writing. So I would write things for the prompter, like literally when Anchorman was coming out, which is say anything channel four. (laughs) And I was in heaven. Okay. Um, And it was a phenomenal job. It was a little um, exhausting to kind of hear things over the AP wire that things that we couldn't put on air, didn't put on air or whatever. Um, I knew it was not where I really wanted to be. Uh, but I was even approached about doing packages, uh, like on-air packages um, that were do it. They were called as lives, so it would like you would tape a story like it was live. Okay. So then, if you messed up, you didn't you can edit. Yeah, you can edit it and then kind of get ready for live reporting. Okay. Um, but I knew at the time that my husband didn't like the attention that I would get. Okay. So I said no. And how do you feel about that now? 
Well, um, I'm definitely back. Obviously, you did what was best that you thought for the relationship. Right. And then I never saw a divorce as an option. Like, I I wanted to have the marriage that lasted forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if I really, I like the path that I went on. I mean, truly, I mean, yeah, it would have been interesting. But if somebody wrote in, like, hey, why is she wearing yellow today? Like, I don't, I didn't want to deal with any of that stuff. Okay. I didn't have the support system for that. Okay. So, but then I happened to get a call from the sales manager. And she said, well, we want you in sales. I'm like, I think you have the wrong person. I'm in jeans and a lucky t-shirt. <laughs> like, this is not, you don't want me. And I was 10 years younger than any of the other salespeople. Okay. And I would give tours to new interns and new hires and even to the Boy Scouts and stuff at KXOY. It's built on a big basalt rock. Like, I would take everybody around that entire station and, uh, pardon me, um, I would take them through the sales department and show them this one empty cubicle. And, you know, oh, and if you're lucky enough, maybe you can work in the sales department. And I'm like, that's... And this could be yours. This could be yours. (laughs) And how great would that be? And I'm like, that's a really hard job. Nobody wants it. Uh, And that was my desk for seven years. Okay. I'm like, oh, that's fun. (laughs) And, I mean, really, and what I took out of that is if somebody believes in you that you can do something and you don't see it, but they're already the expert, it's time to believe them. So I did. So I sold TV commercials. I wrote them. I helped produce them. It was one of the most interesting and defining jobs of my life. Um, It was very hard um, because I love real estate. I'm wired for it. I... It's a second language to me. Like, it's an absolute automatic, real estate is. Uh, The media sales, that outside sales cut my teeth. It gave me a thicker skin, which probably has helped me within real estate and then also in stand-up comedy. So, because not much ruffles my feathers. And also, I'm a mom of three kids, so. Yeah. Bring it. Um. (laughs) So, yeah, it was very interesting because I didn't want to have kids until I had a real career. So until I was in the TV sales side, then I started to have my kids. I had my first kid at 28, next at 31. Um, In there, my father passed away. Um, I actually found him after a massive heart attack. Makes for great trauma for writing comedy. I bet. Oh, my goodness. And I bought other, like, dark, dark stuff even from my childhood and whatnot. But, um, you know, like I'd gone on a marine biology expedition when I was in high school. um, And it was my doctor's son who had gone on the trip. And it was the day before my birthday, happened to be my 17th birthday, that they were splitting us into two groups. And one was going to go down Haleakala on Maui. And then on the second day, the other the other half was going to go, but then we the groups were it was like one would ride and one would go shopping. Okay, like whatever mundane, take care of it. The other was like a thirty mile bike ride or something, and it was phenomenal. And I thought I got put into the group the day before my birthday, and that I should raise a fuss and go down the freaking volcano on my birthday. Okay, and I didn't because I thought ah, screw it, just it's fine. Things happen for a reason. Whatever. On that second day, we were doing the shopping. And the guy who was running it, my teacher, he got a call. And one of the kids was hit by a bus. Oh. On my birthday. Oh. And it was my doctor's son. Oh. So, obviously, we all reconvene. Another, another traumatic event. Yes. 
Uh, we all reconvene, go back to our condo, and we're all trying to kind of process what's even going on. And then somebody realizes, they're like, oh, and it's Laura's birthday. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm great. like, I'm good. Like, yeah. it's, I don't, hmm, I'm to call my mom. And, you know, kind of what do you do? It was halfway through the trip. And then the next week I was back at school as a junior in high school is when we had to run for ASB president. And I had to basically, like, shut that down in me to do a campaign, to do an election. Um, and then part of winning, they sent me to Washington, D.C. and Florida. Okay. I'm like, oh, good, the kid who just had somebody die on her birthday on a field. Yeah. Now like, on not a field trip. trip. Now go on another trip where you don't know anybody. And it was a phenomenal trip. It was great. But um, it was ve- that was also very defining for me as well. It was the National Association of Student Councils down in Florida. Um, it was great. I was, it was so fun. But I knew part of me didn't want to ever have to be in any student government again. So when I went to college, I stayed away from it. I didn't want to be have any part of it because it clearly seemed like it was not quite working out for okay. me. But, um, I mean, just because of the extra things to it. But, I mean, it was incredible. So, anyway, fast forward. Yeah, I find my dad passed away. And I had literally just shot a SIDS commercial with my baby belly. Okay. Because they were my clients, the SIDS Foundation. So, it was hard for me to even check on my own child. So, I knew I had already thrown myself into therapy. Like, that's okay. let's go get this figured out. And then, um, pardon me. And was there was there effects for you? Uh, it was hard. I couldn't yeah. check on my own child at night because I was too worried I was going to find him dead. Yeah, that was terrifying. Yeah. Sids. I, I did a I did a paper in college on Sids. Oh, okay. And it was they you you had to write the paper, but really you don't have any explanation of why why does this happen? It just right. happens. Right. Well, and it was so bizarre to go from. Finding him, my father, to thinking, okay, now I'm taking care of this other human that I don't know if something's going to go wrong or not. Like, I knew my dad wasn't necessarily the healthiest person. I know he didn't necessarily take care of himself, but he was 61. And, I mean, they said it was an explosive heart attack. And that was, you know, I end up having a lot of friends that if somebody, someone lost a parent or anything, they would always send them to me. I was somehow now this like <laughs> oracle of grief. Okay. Um, and which doesn't help uh, for what you're going through. Right, right. But wait, there's more. There's more. You <laughs> 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 have no idea. Buckle up over there. And <laughs> hang on, I gotta take a take a drink of my raise. Take, I'm gonna take a drink <laughs> of this. <laughs> my God, we should lines up some shots or something. Um. Anyway, and. Then I had my second child, and it was when the economy started to fall apart. So I was actually let go three months of the day from when I returned. And they said, you know, it's not a good fit. It's no longer working out. I'm like, you're breaking up with me? Yeah. After seven years? Over what? Right. Like, what? (laughs) Okay. And you can't, like, and it was funny because I'm like, I can't convince them to stay with me or have me stay here. It was like I was getting a divorce. Yep. Yep. Oh my goodness. It's funny now. <laughs> no, looking please, back. please. Please, but you guys really like me. You have me do another position. Maybe and I can do the bull riding again. Come on. Right, come on. Just have me go back. It's great. <laughs> and so then I realized I like being with my kids because I was supposed to be a corporate mom. In my head, I was a corporate mom 
or I was going to stay home with my kids and like run the state PTA. There's a little bit of drive in me. So I knew I needed to feed that somehow. And, but being with my kids, I really enjoyed being home with my two boys or two and a half years apart. It was always busy. I loved it. Loved it. And still something was missing. So. Internally. Something. In you. Yeah. Like I needed to do something. But here before my mom or before I had my son, my mom actually had left reconnected with her high school boyfriend and my parents had been split when I was in elementary school. And so I didn't have my mom here. I didn't have a support system. So I thought, well, great. I should take her client list. <laughs> what, would, what did she do? She was a real estate agent. Okay. okay. So I took her client list, and then I became a realtor in the crappiest market Time we ever. have had ever. It took me six months to get my first closing. Yeah. Did was. you have to go back into school, get certified, well, all that stuff? Or it's was a it licensing. Little... It's 90 okay. or it was 60 hours of licensing. So I just did it online. Not a big deal. Um, I mean, it probably took me three months just because I was still trying to raise kids and do that. Um, yeah. So then I did that and thought, okay, well, this is really fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, I remember having my interview with my broker and asking him about prospecting and how do we get leads and how do we get clients and all these things. And he was kind of glossy eyed. Like, what is she asking me? I'm like, okay. She's new. Yeah. Let's so go. I'm interviewing you. You're not interviewing me. Okay. And that's how it ended up being that I was finding my place, but I went to the same company that my mom had been at. So I love exit real estate. I've been recruited thousands of times. People have tried to get me away and it's the company that I'm going to be at. So I, I love think it. that's who my cousin is with, Exit Realty, out of Helena. I Possibly. Who's your cousin? Uh, Jim Benner. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. He's new. Okay. He started like a, he started a year and a half ago. Good timing. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing, he's doing really well. Well, he probably is now, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, he was actually doing well then, too. Oh, that's good. Because he sold his house. He sold his daughter's house. Well, that's how it works, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every new agent already has a listing and a buyer. All of them. <laughs> how, and how does that start? That I mean, that's just because you start talking about it. And never, there's always somebody who's like, oh, well, I want to list my house. And then okay. you have, that's how you get your first okay. one. Because it's really your friends and family. Okay. And that, mine are all referrals. But no, so then I had, I went into real estate and then um, hated my marriage. <laughs> that was fun. I mean, that was a good realization. And I, but I didn't think divorce was an option. Okay. So I needed more love in my life. And this is probably the most I've talked about my divorce outside of my podcast. And I did not want, because I know we all play parts in our own divorce. Like I am, he's not all the blame. I'm not all the blame. We're great co-parents. Yep, I can say the same thing for you know, me and my ex-wife, too. Yeah. We, neither one of us is to blame for it. Um, I know I was young and hadn't really been in a committed relationship like that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I had growing up to do and learn and, and all that Well, you're a different stuff person and, at 21 than you are at oh, 30. Yes. Oh, yes. So, yeah. So, so different. <laughs> I was wanting to do keg stands instead of change baby diapers. And then right. once I had a kid, it was like, okay, well, now i got to stop doing that. Yeah. 
where do I start? Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, you know, and she'd already been, set. she'd already been through it. Yeah. But I had a mean keg stand time though. So, oh, that's good. So. Yeah. So <laughs> I wanted more love in my life. So I got pregnant with my daughter and it was a mutual decision. It wasn't like I tricked him or anything like that. We had talked about getting pregnant with our third and he really wanted a daughter anyway. So that kind of worked out. Did you pull out Chinese calendar? No. That's how we did. That's how we got my son. No, we did the uh, pineapple juice. Okay. I don't know that one. That was that and Chinese calendar. And there a, was and like a, a little, Dew. a little bit of yoga involved on my end. <laughs> um, no pun intended. And, <laughs> but um, yeah. But so I found out I was pregnant on a Tuesday. Told him and told my best friend. This is the second. Well, this is another dark part of me. That on that Friday, my best friend called me. And we had been pregnant with our sons together. She had just had another baby before. Yeah, she had just had another baby. And before I found out I was pregnant. And she had this story about her parents coming over from Mount Vernon. And how her husband had to take the kids to soccer tots. And I'm like, oh my God, woman. Like, I have a life too. Like, you want to hear mine? And then she said, "Um, can you come to the hospital and hold my baby while I have an MRI? Okay. What? Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Um, again, bearing the lead, people. Just lead with the lead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now your mind is racing. Right. I'm like, hmm. So I actually, I said, so you don't ever get to ask me that. You just tell me to be there, and I'm yep. there. Yep. Like this is not a question. So I went to the hospital and held her seven week old baby during her MRI because the she had pain in her legs and in her chest. And when they took the scan of her chest, they saw something on her liver. So that's where they were doing the MRI because it was blood clots mm-hmm. uh, in her pain, in her chest and in her legs, which is very common in pregnancy. So they had treated it during her pregnancy, but she was still having it after. Well, she texts me the next morning as I was just finishing a class, like I had just finished a class at the Y, 45-minute TRX class with some friends and actually a mutual friend that hint- introduced us. And she, this uh, mutual friend had married a good friend of mine from, high, from like middle school. Okay. Um, and she's like, oh, so how is Holly doing, my, my best friend? Because even though they had been friends first, I mean, it was clear that she and I were, were best friends. And, and I'm kind of dinking around on my phone like – whatever, you know, maybe I don't want to be a part of this conversation or something. And I get a text right then that says, I have cancer and I don't want to talk about it. Oh. Like some bitch. Uh, another dark chapter. Yeah. Yep. Oh, just the beginning. <laughs> and so I looked at this friend who asked me how she was doing. And I said, you should call her. Like, that's not my story to tell. Yep. And so I'm like, I don't know what kind, what we're talking about, yep. what we... Again, didn't lead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, not really something you want to hear over text message. Right. And I'm like, okay, I wouldn't want to be alone, or I wouldn't want to talk about it either, but I wouldn't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. Just like I had found my dad, I didn't want him to be alone. So I went straight to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I looked at her and I said, you have butt cancer. Butt cancer? Yep. Because it was colon cancer. Okay. You're going to be less of an asshole. And I have figured you out. <laughs> and she kind of sits up in her bed, like, and I'm thinking, if she doesn't think I'm funny, I'm out of this. Mm-hmm. But if she thinks I am funny, then I'm in. Like, maybe I'm breaking up with her. 
something. Yeah. And I said, I, but I have figured you out. You just want to be one of those skinny cancer bitches. And I kind of bit. And you're waiting. And you're I'm like, like oh, I don't know what she's going to, I don't even know. Maybe I'm just as hormonal. You're grabbing, as you're grabbing your purse, just waiting. Right. Do I run out of here? But I have my, <laughs> I had a sports bra on and some tennis shoes, so I could get out of there okay. quick. And she started laughing. And I knew I was in for the long haul. She'd already known that I was pregnant. I mean, our joke was that once you've passed two kids, you fucked up your Disneyland four pass. Okay. So she knew that I had already been messing with my Disneyland four pass. And her mom was there. Who Two of her daughters were there. And so we needed to start calling people. She didn't want people to find out on social media. So I said, okay, I'm here. I, what do we do? This, I will, I'm boots on the ground. Let's make this happen. And sure enough, we, I even called the friend who I would, had just been working out with. Like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, we're driving around. I said, cool. Can you pull over? <laughs> I got a something to tell you. I got a little something, something. And so people started just piling into the hospital room. And we were on the heart floor. And, you know, the heart floor doesn't necessarily get visitors like the cancer floor. I mean, I really don't know. But we started really kind of packing the room. And the nurse had come in and she was counting. She's like, I thought, oh, great. We're against fire code or something. I'm sure it's like three visitors and you can't have more people. I'm like, her family's three visitors. Like, this yeah. is not even fair. And she said, no, I just want to make sure you have enough chairs. I said, perfect. Grab margaritas when you're at it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Told you the sass is strong with this yep. one. And <laughs> so she came back and actually had a Dixie cup ice cream for us. Oh. And I was sitting in, like, the bellows of the room, like, on the far side. And so the ice cream finally comes to me. And, you know, I think her mom had even asked me, like, what kind do you want? Like, I don't know, the kind that has... Isn't melted? Or the kind that makes your best friend not have cancer? Like, I don't know what to tell you. And everybody keeps saying how they want to do a wine night and all this stuff. And my friend Holly looks at me like she is a freaking cat with a canary in her mouth. She's like, Laura, we should do a wine night, shouldn't we? I'm like, whatever, cancer, shut up. Whatever you want. I'm like, I... I'm freaking ass pregnant. You know this, you dick. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I didn't actually call her a dick. <laughs> and she knew it, though. She totally knew it. And <laughs> so, I mean, it was crazy. I stayed there all day. People then were kind of filing out. She's telling the story over and over and over, how she had felt the pain in her legs and in her chest and how they took the scan and they take the MRI and how I showed up and held her baby and here we are today and da 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 it was tiring. It was exhausting to even hear it. And everybody was cleared out. It was just me and her mom and her daughters again. And I mean, by this time, it's, gosh, nine o'clock at night. I mean, that, was I, a, that was a full day. Full day. Um, and I'd been checking in with my husband and my kids at that time, you know, obviously husband at the time, ex now. But I said to my friend, I'm like, okay, so I'm going to take charge a little bit. And she looked at me with, like, these big doe eyes. And I said, so you're going to tell the story one more time, and then you're going to shut the fuck up. She's like, what do you mean? I said, you're going to blog it, and then you're going to stop talking about that day. You can forward that to other people, but you need to not – you didn't live today. You lived yesterday, and you lived yesterday today. So stop it. And her mom was like 100% right behind me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to start, you got to start moving forward and get past that day. Right. Right. So we did, th- she did that. She wrote it all out. She said, perfect. I'm going to give you editor rights. 
And he said, that is so nice of you. I will never use it. <laughs> it's not my story no. to tell. Like you have a sister, a husband, a mom, a dad, a mother-in-law, a father-in-law. You have all of these people. I'm a friend. I'm, you are my person. I am yours, but that is your family. So that's, thank you, but no. I mean, she would write about it, brought me in it quite a bit. Okay. <laughs> I'm enough of a character to make the story. And, you know, people would say, well, I don't want to go see her because she has cancer. I'm like, I know, ugh, my best friend has cancer. So gross. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was 18 months from diagnosis to death. Um, and my ex-husband filed for divorce almost a year to the day that she passed away. So, um, my whole mantra through my divorce was to act in love and not in haste, but here I lost my partner in life and I lost my best friend. I had never felt unconditional love other than my parents than I had with my best friend and seeing her go through all of that. I knew that my husband at the time wasn't in a position to support me the way that I would have wanted to be. And that was really hard to take. Mm -hmm. I mean, here I was with a 10-month-old baby and my best friend passing away. Um, I mean, and there's all sorts of, you know, other details in that story, but... Um, well, that, that feeling of, of not having that, because my son was diagnosed with leukemia seven seven years ago mm -hmm. and it was valentine's so me and oh. my ex-wife got to spend valentine's together in the hospital room but and I, I won't get into that story but the the thought of how and it actually brought us closer together right because we knew just from his history of being born with birth defects and the growth hormone issues that we we connected on that and having that person there to talk to, having that person to, okay, well, what's next? And then it's not about thinking about what had happened in the past. We're moving forward. Right. And you have to have that person beside you and it, it to, to go through those steps. Yeah. And, and I if didn't you have don't any. have that step, that person there, yeah. you're alone. Yeah. And that sucks. I was very much alone with three kids. Um, This segment is brought to you by Dry Fly Distilling, handcrafted award-winning spirits. The outdoors are calling. They said bring more Dry Fly. Check out their bottles of whiskey, bourbon, vodka, and the canned cocktails, the on-the-fly packable cocktails, as well as their merch. Get on dryflydistilling.com to check out all of their amazing products. So that was very defining for me. Um, I didn't expect, I mean, there were enough things that, you know, you say during a separation, um, I tried to really limit any of that, knowing that I was going to have to deal with him for the rest of my children's lives. Um, you know, we became adults together. We spent half our lives together. I know him more than anyone on the planet and he knows me. So we know how to press each other's buttons. Mm -hmm. We know how to calm each other down. <laughs> He's remarried. Okay. Had they have a new house? Like the, I think that I want him to be happier than he could have ever been. Yep. Same I don't way. have to be a part of it, but <laughs> yep. I don't have to make it worse. And I don't know if that's completely reciprocated on his side. I don't know if that's. You just hope you hope that it is. I hope that it is, and that's yep. all I can. I'm not going to hold my yep. breath. Cross my fingers. Won't hold my breath. And so that's, it's been a very interesting little 
journey. It's almost, is it, it'll be, it's five years now, actually, <laughs> that uh, we had filed. So it took us 18 months to get, just about 18 months to get divorced. Went to trial. I don't recommend that for anyone if you can go through mediation. We had lunch the same day. We didn't. We went, had, wrote had a very out, different ex. And then left. <laughs> like, I got a drink. <laughs> Uh, just going back to that, you know your ex-husband better than anybody else. I know. I'm still drinking. I know my ex-wife better than anybody else, and it drives That's my me point. nuts. Yeah. Yeah, just because this person isn't close to you now, no, they had access to you mm-hmm. like no other person. So um, he is married to somebody that he used to work with. So that's a different dynamic that mm-hmm. I didn't expect. But I love that I know who's with my kids. Yes. That, he doesn't, I mean, he's met one person that I've dated. So, I mean, my only guess is he's not going to know who I end up marrying. That's, I mean, not that that's a big thing coming up in the future. You don't have that in the calendar for the next couple months? I need to drink. (laughs) The rest of summer list. Right, yeah, it's my summer bucket (laughs) list is to get married. Oh, my God. Yeah, that'll make nobody date me, which is fine. Hey, we're on a time frame here. Let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, not that I don't get offers, like proposals. My goodness. So, yeah, getting out there and just working my ass off through real estate. And then I love going to comedy shows. My dream job is to write or be on SNL, okay. like to be a part of SNL. That's a big goal. I, that is what it is. That's why it's a dream. Yep. And I mean, a goal is to be on Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Fallon. Which one? Fallon. I've been drinking too much. <laughs> that, that's the vodka energy drink. <laughs> Whatever. Jimmy Fallon. Because I think with him, his giggling so much is the best ever. And he's one of my favorites. Like the uh, Fever Pitch. Mm-hmm. Fucking love that movie. Yep. The player to be named later. Yes. I've literally, when I was dating at first, I had to tell people, I'm like, this is the off season. So when, <gasps> oh, excuse you. Goodness. Was that not funny? <laughs> yeah, shit. you go figure that out. <laughs> it's a dog and excuses for uh, the slight interruption, uh, commercial break. Um, but the off season, like I wouldn't be working as much because real estate's enough cyc- cyclical enough that I would have all these appointments or I wouldn't. Okay. But I would save, so it would be fine. And so I would tell tell guys that I dated, I'm like, just because I'm available now doesn't mean I'm always available. Like, I might be writing contracts at 10 o'clock at night, and you're going to be pissed at me. So. You're going to want to be going to bed, and I'm going to be out with a pen. Yeah. Writing shit. Yeah. Or out with clients or Mm -hmm. whatever. And it looks like I'm not working, but I'm working. Like, I don't have to be anywhere at 8 a.m., but it's because my job is so flexible. I mean, this weekend, I'm going to go show property out in Rockford. Okay. Goodness gracious. I mean, we're about $600,000. No, but (laughs) (laughs) mm, yeah, it's a little bit of a fixer. Uh, So that'll be good. So nobody else go look at it, by the way. Please post this later so nobody else sees it. (laughs) Thankfully, there's more inventory in the market. So no one else will see it. My clients will be like, no, she talked about the property we're going to look at. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Now I'm sweating. So yeah, so then I, I mean, I love comedy so much, and I was going to shows, and I would see on the Spokane Comedy Club that they had a comedy class. 
God, what kind of a commitment is that? Like, I don't really have time. Was that your personality from just before? You didn't have ambitions of being I used a to be, comedian. I used to be. I used to do stand-up comedy when I was in middle school. Okay. Like for friends, parents, and stuff all the time. So okay. when I was president of the high school, I I wrote the script for like the assemblies, and which then I wrote scripts for TV commercials. Okay. So I'm like I'm made for this. Like okay. any. You know, pumped up stadium song. I'm made for this. Yeah, that is in my head all the time. And so writing that stuff is very automatic for me. Like so people that seed has always been there. Always. And it's just kind of just growing just it's a like, little okay, bit. It's like, okay, like maybe, eh, uh, you know, I think I'm funny. You know, it'd be situational funny. I could get people at a party to laugh the whole time. Like that was never a problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I said, it was never involved because I'm so funny. Um, <laughs> there, there's a difference of being a joke teller to being a storyteller to well, getting the people around you to laugh. Right. But you know that audience of what makes them Well, laugh. that's the premise. So they understand the premise already. So going to tell complete strangers a joke. So basically you're setting up an inside joke with people you don't even know. And it is one of my favorite things to do. Is it nerve wracking at the same time? If I have new material. If it's something I've done before, I can go up there. I can do it with my eyes closed, do a handstand. doesn't even matter. Okay. But I've got to do something a good, shoot, like five times at the comedy club. And mind you, I do stand-up comedy probably three to four times a week. Okay. At different open mics. I host an open mic at T's Lounge. So, I mean, anybody can go there. Come come down. You're going to get your four minutes. I have the light, you know, at 30 seconds before you're done. You wrap it up. It's great. It's so much fun. Market Street Pizza does one that starts at 8 o'clock on Monday nights. So even if I'm not on the list for the Spokane Comedy Club, I go. Because I want to support my friends, A. And I want to see their techniques. Like, going there as entertainment and knowledge base. It's, like, educational, too. Because, and I also go see at least... Every other week, maybe every once every three weeks, I'll go see a comedian at the club. For a while there, it was like every week I was going. Get a table of four, doesn't matter. Like, I'm there. I love it so much. Seeing Whitney Cummings was stupid good. <laughs> and she's hilarious. It's stupid good. <laughs> like, why? It looked so effortless, but I know in my heart of heart that that's what she was doing. Like, even to go watch a comic twice in a weekend, just to see how they interact with the crowd, to see, I mean, all of that stuff, the science behind it is so fascinating to me and so fun, because that's why, like, the the name Karen, that word, that name hits because of the K. <laughs> it could have been any, Sharon isn't going to work. Karen does, though, because it also kind of sounds like cunt. Aaron. Sorry, I don't know how many words we could say. Um, we're, we're on a podcast. You can say anything you I want. I know. <laughs> Just with the explicit on this one, can you put it twice? Because I'm on here. Um, <laughs> but that's why, like, the cougar and milf jokes work so good for me. Like, it's, duh. Yeah. Um, there was a gal last night. She's younger. She's in her 20s. I think she might be 30 now. No, Rachel, dang it. I'm going to her birthday party this weekend. I'll find out how old she is. And... 
she had talked about her mother and some mental health issues that she had, like with different bipolar, just all of these different, like kind of dark, really funny things. And she went on third last night at the club, at the comedy club, and then I went on 10th. And I had talked about the bachelorette party that I had gone on this weekend. And really, it was about like feeling like a toddler all weekend. Like I forgot how to be a adult it was phenomenal the pictures look good oh my goodness it was so (laughs) stupid fun and but so when I went on to the mic last night um and our host was so good it's actually was this gal's um fiance and so he was running the night and he'd have this you know kind of this build up for each person and hey here's so and so they've done da 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 and he goes yeah and here comes Laura Branning like what that was like a dry entry here. Like you gave everybody else a eulogy. Yep. And I get here. And here she is. Here's little. Uh, here's Laura, Laura Branning. Yeah. Laura. Do we know what her name is? Because <laughs> I got the on deck. We have the lovely Laura Branning, and it may have been a no. On Monday, I was called a crowd favorite. It's all right because comedy just helps boost my ego, which I need. And so I just went up there. I'm like, I'm Rachel's mom. After we had just heard about this poor girl's mom who'd had all these mental health issues. <laughs> and it was, it actually landed really, really well. <laughs> That's funny. And it was a great crowd. Like, okay. open mic at the club. It's free. It's at 7.30 every Wednesday. I mean, you get four minutes for a comic. So there, we're running through them. There's like 20 comics yep. for the night. Yep. So it's super funny. But it's also like, you're, you're going to be entertained. There's going to be some good comics in there. Yep. There's some that maybe it's their very first time. There was one guy last night. He laughed the entire time. Because he knew what was he was going to be saying. He was trying to. Like, they messed his name up so much okay. that um, he just laughed. He literally laughed. He didn't tell a joke. Okay. Like, we were kind of waiting. Yep. And then he got the red light. So we're like, okay, bye. Well, I've been there several times as well. Because I've came down and watched me. you. Okay. And you've never told me this. Like no. I knew. You. Well, I just, I went down cause I didn't have anything else going on. Oh. You're there. Well, that's how I knew about it. I know. That's so but there's guys that would go on there that they just saw the crowd and went. They don't see, you can't oh. see the crowd though. That's just it. You get up there and all you see is the lights. So you it, can they're, ma- they're shined right at you. They're shined right at you. And they're just at an angle. Like right now at being at full capacity, you can see the front row. Because it's next to the stage. Yep. But during the COVID restrictions, that row was gone. How was that? Is it is it better with a full house or is it better with a smaller crowd? How was that? I love all of it. It was just being in front of people. I like being in front of people. Okay. <laughs> As she says with a sexy voice. <laughs> I like being in front of people. I like being in front of people. <laughs> uh, I love a fuller house. That is incredible. Because the first couple open mics were all of my friends that I had from open mics last summer. So it was like summer camp coming back in. Okay. Like it was a blast. It was an absolute blast. Like, but, and here's the thing, like I've, at an open mic, you're trying to refine your material, whether you're using different words, different cadence for your speech. Like there's a, there literally is a science behind it. We give each other notes to try to make the, the jokes land better. Um, I mean, I've even been told like one of my favorite things that I use every single time I go up there on behind the mic is to split my audience in thirds. There's the front 
and left and right. Okay. And I talk to all three parts of my audience. I don't care if anybody's sitting there. It does not matter. Is that just for practice? or no, that's... All the time. Okay. I do it all the time. Like it is just habit. Now it's habit because that way I'm not just focusing on one place because nobody needs to feel excluded. And it is, it makes me use the stage and I like being more of a physical comic anyway. Um, I, and I stand out because I'm one of the only female comics, especially locally. And a mom. And a mom. I look like freaking Stifler's mom up there. <laughs> and I know You're, it. You don't look that old. No, no, no. But I mean, really, Stifler's mom, how old was she in the movie? She had to have been 50. No. Oh, yeah. No. I don't think so. I think she was like mid-40s, maybe. I could have a 22-year-old. I'm 42. Could. You know this. Like, that's part of my jokes, though. I'm like, I just bathe in the tears of my enemies. (laughs) (laughs) And that lands every time, too. Oh, it's so fun. And I think knowing how the jokes will land, like, it almost feels like a crutch. Like I, nobody likes to bomb. No, nobody does. But it's part of the process. If you and don't, you can learn from that. You absolutely do every time. And I love to bomb because I know it's going to get better. Okay. Like, and, and that's one of the craziest things to even think about. Like, nobody wants to bomb. Nobody wants to do really crappy. But I do. I want to know what isn't going to work. Because I think I'm hysterical. <laughs> and you should. That's where your confidence comes right. from. Right. I, I have confidence? What are you talking about? <laughs> um, I had one of the other comics. He's like, you just walk in like you own the room. I'm like, I just don't give a shit what anybody thinks. He's like, that's... I got, I got three kids that are harder than you guys on me. Oh, my gosh. Come heckle me. <laughs> this is not an invite to heckle me ever. <laughs> Next time. Oh, my gosh. Try it. Oh, I will, I will verbally decapitate you. I like, I like, um, I listen to Josh Wolf. I listen to Bert Kreischer and I'm kidding. Bert, Bert is appealing to me and he, he, the Van Wilder movie doesn't apply to him. It's kind of, it's like, he's not not in that base. No, it, it, but that's where the story comes from ish because Bert was the party, you know, most partiest guy in out of Florida state that if you listen to his podcast that he talks about it, it doesn't quite replicate his life, but that's where the story comes from. Okay. His agent said, Bert, you can either sue or you can work. Because he never they, he never gave permission it, it, because it, it is that gray area there. But he's like, you can sue because that is kind of your story or you can work. What do you mean? So The Van Wilder s- movie is, mm-hmm. is Bert Kreischer? To a point, yes. Well, I don't like this at all. It's all Ryan Ryan Reynolds. It yes, but the did the, he jack off a bulldog? That's a little exaggerated. You think? You <laughs> fucking think? Oh my god, that's a little exaggerated. A little no goddamn shit. But it talks. You know, Bert talks about him shitting in a pizza box, and that's kind of how the Rolling Stone article came into play as the party animal of you know whatever year. But that's where how, the how old is Bert Kreischer? Bert, even know. He's he's five years older than us. So he's, he's that old. <laughs> he's, that, he's that young. He's that young. Oh, what? Yeah. What? Yeah, crazy, right? So 
him in college Stop to me it. in college. Like, I, I was how... thinking he was, like, late 30s. Oh, no. Please, you're ruining no, my dreams. he's five years older. His wife looks older, too. Five or too. six. Yeah, Leanne. No, stop yep. it. Are we? I, can I Google it right now? Is yeah. that bad form? Siri? I mean, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I mean, is, is it bad form? Because yeah, no. I'm doing it. He was, he was Bert in. Bert sure. He was a student at Florida State. Took him seven years or eight years. His dad was rich. Or not rich, but dad was. It's like, so it's like either his uh, net worth Burt Kreischer movie or his wife. And I'm like, no, I want to know his age. age. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's 49. He's 48. 48, yeah. Yeah. November 3rd, he's a Scorpio. Now do, you know. Do you believe in the signs? And the Are we getting into that? Uh, just very briefly. Okay, very briefly. I mean, that's why I'm asking. Because I'm, I'm a Pisces and I follow along. With like the Pisces on Facebook. Oh, this is fun for me. But everybody's like, well, does Pisces match up with Leo's? Well, does Pisces match up they with don't. Sagittarius? But they don't. It doesn't. Those are, yeah. But you just pick two fire signs. Well, I was just, uh, that was the first one I, I thought of. Never. <laughs> um. <laughs> but I don't, I don't I believe enough. in the horoscopes. Okay. I don't, I don't, I follow them just because I'm kind of interested. They're super easy though. Like, very much. you're going to have a, Slightly pleasant day. Well, no fucking shit. <laughs> that could be any day. I'm Thanks. gonna write them. I want to write them now. <laughs> like I want to write them. Like I want to write paint color names. Paint color names. Yeah. Tell me about this. <laughs> how do how do you go from that? Because that sounds because it doesn't matter. Not exhilarating. But it doesn't. Ma- but like okay, I think I. No, I this have... is this is coffee spilled g- brown. Yeah. Like literally, that is it's glitter pink. <laughs> it is um what um. Baseball field green. Baseball field green. That's a beautiful green. See, you bought it. Yep. You just bought it and you painted your house that color. Yep, definitely. See? I sold you on it. This is a perfect 10 blue. A what? A perfect 10. The eye color. Perfect 10 blue? Perfect 10. Isn't that what the the baby, baby babyish blue is? A perfect 10? Fuck that. (laughs) No. A perfect Car- ten blue. Yeah, I don't that, have ten blue that's eyes. What, that's what I don't think North that's Carolina a thing. Carolina blue was now was a perfect ten. You're making it up. Like no, my ex husband had blue eyes. That's not a perfect ten. No, <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, he's not a bad guy. Yeah, not a great guy, but he's not. <laughs> he's not a bad guy. So the podcast. I feel like, okay. Oh, did it come from him? Um, it actually was from one of my best friends. Um. That we would have these lengthy conversations. I was this guy's very first. Have you listened to my podcast I at all? I listened to every episode. You did, and I didn't yep. listen to yours. Okay, no. so. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> so Nate is one of my best friends. Okay. And I was his very first date after his separation. Yep. So I was like his divorce guide. That you listen to in episode number one. Huh? That you listen to in episode oh, number yeah, one. Oh, yeah, when you hear mine. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So he's in that, and... So we would have these big conversations about, he had always wanted to do a podcast, but he's like, there's, I don't have the dynamic with anybody to do it. And he's like, every, I say burp into the microphone. Oh my God. You got to hit the button. I don't, what button? <laughs> there's no button. There's no shit. <laughs> we don't have a cough button. I don't, <laughs> I'm just going to drink. <laughs> drink break. That's fine. Brought to you by Rave. Whatever. 
Is that what it is? Raise. Raise. Whatever. Nobody raise cares. Raise energy. Rave. No, absolutely raise. nobody cares because nobody bought it. Nope. Wouldn't rave be better? I think rave had like the party aspect to it. But raise does what? But raise. Like raises your. Yeah. It's supposed to raise. It's zero, zero carbs, zero uh Is this a good calories. time to tell you that I don't drink caffeine? You, there's no way you don't drink caffeine. I don't. Like this is, the world does not need me caffeinated. <laughs> And you just drink an energy drink with vodka. <laughs> uh, like half. Z's. Yeah. Or ish. Um, <laughs> just going to make more ambient noise around here. Sorry. I'll edit what were you out. asking me? So your podcast, where did it come from? Did it come from Squirrel. Okay. your time as being married? Where And then after the divorce, and then you started dating, did the podcast idea come after your dates? Or was that kind of you wanted comfort in explaining your story? Well, so a lot of it because I went, I did go through a lot of counseling. So I went through counseling during my marriage, and I love counseling. I think it's great. I think we're we don't always have the coping mechanisms, and it's good when somebody laughs at my jokes. Well, it's a good starter. Well, and humor's my, the way I cope. Okay. And that's why I like stand-up comedy so much. And I'm hosting at the club next week. You got to come. Next week at yeah. the Comedy Club on Wednesday night. Wednesday open at, at 7. 6.30. They do, and the show starts at 7.30, yep. and it's free. Yep. You just got to buy two items. Yeah. And they can be two Bud Lights, cor- Coronas, whatever. They even have nachos and hot dogs. Yep. and The food ain't bad. The food ain't bad. Yeah. And like I, I had get, uh, I had the cheeseburger quesadilla last time I was down that's there. That's a thing. Yep. Do you not read it that much? I just drink when I go there. I'm fat, right. so I gotta have something. To eat. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a foodie, so I, which are you, you start, kidding? Because look, I'm built for comfort, not for speed over here. When you start listening to the podcast, you'll understand how much, how many times I bring up food. Okay. Um. Cool story, bro. Thanks, bro. <laughs> So I'm supposed to get like, I think it's free food and drink while I'm hosting. Okay. So it's going to be just shots of tequila. There you go. With a pineapple back. That's my favorite though. The pineapple back. Yeah. So chaser? I, yeah. Okay. But you, well, yeah, chaser, whatever. Because I, I t- me and tequila is a good time. Hmm. I should put that on my business card. Or that's how you open. Maybe. Oh, it's so bad. I've been proposed to with tequila oh. one time. That was my first show, actually, last summer at Loon Lake. <laughs> so I have a... Do you want to hear... You've yeah. heard my stuff. No, I haven't heard this story. No, I mean, that's just part of it, because I had talked about the race cars. Um, You've heard my race car joke. No. You haven't? No, I have not heard the race okay, car joke. Okay, so um, this is universally accepted. The blonde hair, boobs. I got a dump truck of an ass. I get it. Um, it's just what it is. Uh, <laughs> it's, you're it's totally there. quiet. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to speak over you. That's what I've learned as a host of a podcast. <laughs> I'm just going to keep talking so you don't have to talk about my tr- dump truck of an ass. Anyway. Um, and I know that too. So that's why I just try to keep talking because that's what also helps keep the hecklers away. Because then if you're just talking and you're filling the air, you're share- you're holding the sharing stick. And they just have to shut up. You, you, uh, I'm going to ADD moment. Okay. You were talking about wrestling. Do you know, do you know wrestling? 
at all? Like actual professional wrestling? No. Okay. I mean, like Ric Flair? Like Ric Flair, Stone Cold Steve Austin. So Stone Cold used to have this thing called what? Every time he would get a break, the crowd would go, what? So now, even until today, if a pause is given, the crowd will go, what? So they have to talk and keep talking so the crowd doesn't go, what? (laughs) That's a bunch of assholes. I love Uh, it. Now I want to go. And it was just a phone call. It was him and his buddy. It was another wrestler, Christian. And they were talking. What? Um... Oh, what's Christian? Like, but it's it, that's his you know that's his wrestling name though. But they would just be talking on the phone, and he'd go what, and then Christian would say something. He'd go what, and that's how it started. Just a dumb phone call between friends. That's horrible. To story. still today, you get that. So that was my ADD moment. So you brought that back too. I did. So in comedy, that's called a callback. As I burp into the mic again. Goodness gracious. I didn't. I told you I was day drinking today. I was supposed yes, to be golfing since two. Because I got a screw in my tire on the car, and you had to drive the jeep. Yeah. Yep. In my car. No, I have a Lexus SUV. Okay. And, so my hands go on and, my hips, and now you have to deal with that tomorrow. Well, no, I already brought it to my. So one of my best friends is owns a, a mechanic. Like he's a. Auto and Tire Shop in Post Falls. Can I plug him? Can I say yeah, his name definitely. too? Yeah, definitely. So it's Center City Auto and Tire. Steve okay. Rogers, he's amazing. Captain America has a auto body, or not auto body, but has an auto shop. So he's lifted my Jeep. I have a 94 Jeep Wrangler. It's the Jeep from Clueless. Okay. With the roll bar and the and the styrofoam. and I love it so much. <laughs> I wanted, so I even went into the, <laughs> I went into the D- Department of Licensing Right? Where you where you change mm-hmm. the title? Whatever. Yep. It's been drinking vodka. It's fine. And I had questioned. I said, so I bought this Jeep. Um, I also am curious about personalized license plates. And here I am, full realtor. Like, I have, like, a geometric black and white dress on. My hair is swooped to the side. Like Professional. Yeah. I was very professional. I had heels on. Um, but it does not hide the tits and ass. Anyway... Um, whatever. And the dump truck, of the an ass. dump truck of an ass. <laughs> Somebody tried to burn me with that, like roast me in stand up comedy. I'm like, okay, that's count. I have, I have a ADD moment again with the, the roasting, but finish your okay. story first. Where was I? What was I even talking about? You, somebody came after you for, oh, the I was, li- the, doing license plate. I was going to do the license plate. And so the gal be at the DMP was DMP. Right? No, Department of Licensing. The right. DOL. So, DOL. So I'm at the DOL. And I said, I just, I'm just curious about the procedure. Like, is there a form? What do we do? She's like, well, do you have anything that you want to have on the license plate? Do you already have an idea? No, I don't have an idea. She's like, and what is it? I said, it's a 94 Jeep Wrangler. Like, it's just white. It's not a big deal. It's like, I go, it's a Jeep from Clueless. It's fine. And she's like, okay. Well, what do you want to put on it? I said, seriously, I have no idea. I'm just curious about like the price. Is that like, what am I getting into? She's like, well, what, what about, what if you were to put something on it? Like, what if, what if we put Barbie Jeep? Like, oh my God. I my just, first thought was clueless, but. I know, but I just got typecast. I was stereotyped okay. right away. I said, what would, ma- what would make you think that? <laughs> I'm a real estate agent coming in with my flowy blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Bitch. Um, and I'm also an astronaut. 
Hello. Yeah, so she was like, B-R-B-Y-J-P. I'm like, I'm good. That's like, be right back. No, I'd get too much shit for that. And I really, I would like to teach my sons a a manual, no, a manual transmission because it's fun as shit. That's that's one of the things you got to do before you're 40 is learn how to drive a manual. Before you're 40? Yeah, that's the thing of today. You got to learn because most cars are automatics. They are. You should know by the age of 40. I would hope so. My first car was a manual. And it was like, if you wanted to go anywhere, you had to learn how to fucking use a clutch. Yep. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to go far. (laughs) And then I did. Or else you rock back and forth really fast. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just kill it real quick. But um, so back to that story. So I have a bit about race cars. Why did we even talk about that? Because that was your, you were telling me, I hadn't heard the story about the race car. Right. And you were telling me how you got to the race car, but then you got sidetracked because we were talking about your. I know, but what led up to the race car part? What is happening? I think. I didn't. I didn't. I hadn't heard that. Wait, we got to go back. (laughs) Replay. (laughs) You were telling me the race car story. (laughs) It's just one of my favorite jokes about. Younger guy is trying to date me. And there was a period in my life. So I was separated at 37. Goodness. Because I'm 42 now. Mm -hmm. And they were like, and I was at 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, whatever. Um, And they were like 24 in their 20s trying to date me, quote unquote. Quote unquote. I'm like, no, you. it's just because I have really good snacks at my house. Okay. Because like you've got three kids. Right. So you always have snacks I on I always hand. have snacks. But I also have protein bars and really clean food at the same time. So, like, they get to pick <laughs> <laughs> if that presents itself. But it's it was so weird to me because I've heard the stories about women trying to date younger guys. And that just seemed so bizarre to me. I'm like, why the fuck would you want to do that? Usually you date older. Not necessarily, but I didn't want to date somebody in their 20s. I dated like five, six years younger, mm-hmm. seven maybe. And that was like my wheelhouse. Mine, mine is half your age plus seven. No, that's the, that's the general rule. That's the general rule, yes. So but my sister is also 10 years younger than I am. So it was, I kind of had to, I didn't want to go below my sister's age. It, there were some some different markers yeah but but half your age plus seven is freaking 28 yep 28 to 30 and she's 32 yes but that's why i didn't go below her her age but that how long have you been separated though or divorced nine years okay so you've had that time oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah so that it's one of my jokes though like Mm -hmm. dating a younger guy he's a race car because they're fun to be seen with, they're fun to ride, but you don't want to garage one of those puppies through the winter. <laughs> and I motioned to buy a vagina. That's the garage? Yep. Okay, just make sure. I, I was following okay. along. Okay. And then, um, <laughs> because I like to circle back, I like to come back around. Yep. Just like a racetrack, just make sure people are following. And we like to finish fast. No, that's not good for you. Who? That's not good for anybody. (laughs) 
Well, unless he wants to pull out of the garage again and go around the track another time. They don't. Not at that young age? No. They burn out. I'm sorry. I know. So then I usually go like, all right, we've got a late 90s model coming in hot. I'm like a, I'm like a pit boss at the Indy 500. I'm like, shirt, shoes, pants. Get home before your curfew and tell your mom I said hi. So, so the podcast again, right? Circling back around. <laughs> Where are we around. going? I don't know. You're in the, charge of this. The, I am the not. The podcast again was is about your dating. Oh, and then right, we right, were right. Talking about Nick, Nate, Nate. <laughs> so the whole thing was is we would have these conversations about dating, divorce life, co-parenting, um, parenting as a single person or parenting with while you're dating someone how do you introduce kids how do you not how do you tell your parents and we would have these very in-depth conversations and most of the time and I would get this from other friends too that like this needs to be a podcast and you know I like to think that I'm a very level-headed logical person anyway there are times I show my crazy Mm -hmm. but um, every woman's a level four to start off with fuck yeah (laughs) Oh my god! But and even though there is the crazy hot scale, yes. there is the lazy hot scale for dudes. Just saying. I'm sure. No, there's some real winners out there. Let me tell you what. For guys or yeah, girls? Yeah, for guys. Oh my god. Which I'm I'm writing notes that will be one of my next podcasts. Is guys need to clean their shit up? But I don't even think that's it. Like, I'll be on that one for you. That's fine. Anyway, um. So we started to do a podcast about that, like just kind of being that blueprint for going out on your own. Like shit, now I I don't have somebody to gut check things with. Like Mm -hmm. that's part of, that's one of our podcasts. And then it came to a point that I thought, man, like our friendship is lacking here somehow. Like my spidey sense was, you know, tingling. And I said, we need to like hang out, have a beer because it was like our friendship turned into work. And, like, we would stay at each other's house. Like, one would sleep, he would sleep on the couch, and I would sleep in the bed. And it was like, he wouldn't even give me a hug. Like, there wasn't even a physical barrier broke. And he's like, people think we're dating. We're not dating. I'm like, if we're dating, this is shitty dating. Mm -hmm. Like, I get it. And then he finally was like, yeah, let's go have a beer. I'm like, cool. Beer and nachos. Like, I am a freaking sucker for beer and nachos. Crave nachos? Good. Good stuff. I like the cauliflower bites as a plug to crave. Oh, drinks and, and that's Molly's favorite. <laughs> Love them. Love <laughs> drinks them. and nightlife. But you get the you get the pork nachos with a Coors Light. <laughs> so good. Anyway, okay, just like need a moment. Anyway, so we had grabbed a beer, got some nachos, even had a tequila shot. One of my old neighbors stops me and says. um, Hey, I'm so sorry to interrupt your date. I'm like, oh, this this is not a date. Not a date. And even <laughs> Nate was like, this is not a date. And this and this is the first time I've talked about this on a podcast, by the way. So this is breaking were, news. Breaking news <laughs> from a year ago. Okay. And then Nate left to go to use the restroom, and so then my neighbor stayed there, and he's like, "You guys need to date for the chemistry that you have. You need to date." I'm like. Okay. How long has this been since your divorce? A uh, year, right? Four years. Four years. Oh, that this was oh, last oh, summer. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, this was last summer. And I'm like, okay, he doesn't want to date me. Like, this is not even, I'm not even part of the conversation anymore. 
or at all. Like I was his first date and then he dated. Like I heard about the girls and whatever and who cares? Because we all go through like what we even want. Do we yeah. we need to feel loved? Do we need to feel attractive? Like there's so many things. And so my, then my neighbor leaves and he'd been married 30 plus years, maybe even 40 years. But he's like, this, you guys need to hold on to whatever the hell this is, which was very nice for him to say, because this was one of my best friends. And I say was, because then when Nate came back, um, he had actually told me that he was dating someone. Oh, I'm like, congratulations. That is wonderful. How long? Like, oh, it's, it's been a couple months. I'm like, Mr. Telling me that you're not dating. I mean, good for you, but why lie to me? Yeah, why? And he's like, every time I talked to her, I felt like I was cheating on you. I'm like, but you're but not, you're not even anything. dating me. Like, we <laughs> didn't even, like, barely hug. I think we got a side hug in there at one point. Okay. And what? Like, I'm, I'm literally, like, sucker punched. Like, what are we talking about? You know, I was friends with his sister on Facebook. I still am. And, I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't harbor any real hard feelings, but, you know, and I hate to say this, but he sat and cried in front of me for 45 minutes and said, I've never been around a woman that has been so accepting and loving and gracious and I can do no wrong, but you're, you're okay with me figuring out stuff and like, yeah. Which is rare. He is correct in saying that. Yeah. I mean, like it didn't. I knew his intentions were good in his life and I didn't hold it against him. Like, okay. Like he was like a circle of trust person for me. So to get that from him, he's like, I don't even know what that means in my life. I'm like, well, then you kind of need to figure out what that means for you. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he's like, I was worried that this conversation was going to be one of our last and you were going to hate me and we were never going to talk again. But in fact, that's what happened. Okay. And that was a year ago. A year ago. Yep. Okay. Just over a year, like last June of 2020. Because of the other girl? I you know what? I don't even know. I don't know her at all. Like I know she we have mutual friends. Why would I care? Yeah, you guys weren't dating. Yeah. So. Huh. And like, if I could have one of my best friends and his girlfriend, I probably would have been be- better friends with her. Who? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know enough to know either way. So I continued with my podcast, had a couple different guests on, did some solo stuff. I need to do a second season. I have 11 on there. and But, it's, I mean, it's a pretty thick topic. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's had thousands of downloads, Um, but yeah, I mean, life before, during, and after divorce, what actually makes an ex? Because I think that's important. Like, how do we navigate that if you've not been in the wild before or for a while? Um, and just because someone, like one of the guys on the podcast, his name is Justin. He's like, just because someone does wash the dishes, like you've always wanted, doesn't mean they're your soulmate. Like, it's okay that, I mean, they're probably fucking up in other ways. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's really all right. Um. Crave eats, drinks, and nightlife. That's 
our mid-roll read for this show. I just left there, had a bacon cheeseburger, and I had those cauliflower bites I was talking about earlier with the buffalo seasoning and the beer batter breading on the outside. Amazing. Amazing, amazing. I've had buffalo bites before with the cauliflower, and they these are so much better. You will not be disappointed with these. Try them out. Say hello to Jacob and the staff. Uh, great food and drink specials all week long. Happy hour all day Sunday, as well as a free poker tourney every Thursday and Sunday. Uh, each winner gets a gift card for Crave. Check it out. Crave Eats, Drinks, and Nightlife. Yeah, it was... I'm so thankful to have been doing the podcast, but... Did you get clarity from it? Just your own self? Um, not really. It was more just a sense to be able to share. Because, and then we would get feedback that people would want us to almost fight about topics. That's not how I'm wired. I'm not... Like, there was no... The whole intention was for healing in that process. Mm-hmm. So I have a I have a rule. You just got out of a relationship where people are arguing back and forth. You don't yes. want to listen to a podcast where people are arguing back and forth. Right. <laughs> and my job is to mediate things. Like literally real estate is to keep things out of arguments, to okay. keep it out of the court. And so to have my divorce go to court was like against every fiber in my body. But at the same time, it was like, okay, if that's what we need to do, it's what we need to do. I will take the time to do it. It'll just be done. I just want it to be done. Whatever that takes. It doesn't need to be done quick because if I if I act in haste and not out of love, my kids will suffer. And they they'd already been through my best friend dying when my ex moved out, our dog was diagnosed with cancer. So he had 6 months and then he had to be put down. And then we had three other animals that we put down in two more years. So in three years, we put down four animals. It was like... That's a a lot on the kids. Yeah, it's a lot on the kids. So I tried to stay in my house as long as I could. I moved a year and a half ago, so I stayed two and a half years. I'm doing my carry the one. Um, So I tried to stay in that house to have them have the same friends. Because if they're going through school and they're trying to have their own little support system, I didn't want them to be uprooted completely. Uh, But to even... I'm, and now I'm in an apartment, which I haven't been in an apartment since I was 21. I was in college. Yeah. And this is a, a little bit later. <laughs> so for half my life, yep. I've owned a damn home. And I worked at a mortgage company and I got a discount. So that was okay. <laughs> It's on sale. Perfect. Um, and my mom was my realtor. So we got married and within a month we owned our first home. So, and it was on Laura Road. Huh. Uh. Um, it was right by West Valley High School. Okay. Um, yeah. Right by the baseball field. Okay. Actually. Um, anyway, yeah, it was, it was very interesting to go into that, into that podcast and not have it be something that was combative because that wasn't what I wanted. I don't, I think karma is a big, big deal. And so I actually like campsite rules. Like you go to a campsite and if you leave it the same or better than you found it, if there's trash, you pick it up, whatever. So I apply that to people. And that's how I've really wanted to go into dating because we've all come to this place so differently. Like you came from the smelliest place on the planet with some pizza. Anyway. (laughs) How about the best pizza in the Northwest? Fine. Okay. 
Um, I don't know. Market Street Pizza has some pretty great pizza. I don't don't know. Oh my god, we're fighting. Um, <laughs> actually, actually, no. I take that back. Market Street it does have pretty good pizza. It has pretty good yeah. pizza. It has pretty good pizza. Anyway, so no, oh my no, god, I'm, I'm pulling sorry. on my. I was thinking McLean's. McLean's. McLean's pizza. Up there, it's uh, North Division on your way out. I think you're making it up. Um. Anyway. <laughs> you can check them out online at mcleanspizza.com. <laughs> they probably have a Facebook page. Nobody's looking at their website. No. How about Facebook page? I'll edit that out. <laughs> the Facebook page. <laughs> totally fine. I think it's better. Like, all encompassed. Bring it. Yeah. It's all together. You know what I meant. Just do it. Yeah. So I try to treat people with campsite rules. Like, I mean, we came to this place with different different backgrounds. Different isn't wrong. And I think that is lost on a lot of people. It's it's lost on the other side of going, no, you need to be this way. You need to be that cookie cutter for you to fit into my life. Right. But you have to adjust to each other's lives. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple girlfriends that would, like, yell at their first date or their second, if they had a second date, and they would yell at this guy for whatever bringing up their ex um or you know whatever it was and i'm like why what makes you have the power to correct his life yeah you're not that special you're, yeah you're not that special <laughs> did you make you dr phil like what are we talking about yeah. here and they're like and they would also ask me why are am i not having any problems with guys with you like i'm not competing for guys with you i'm like my friendship's more important yeah period like, it just, like, if we were on a girls' night and guys were trying to approach us, there was no way I was going to talk to a guy over hanging out with my girlfriends. Like, that was the point. Um, I didn't have a problem getting dates. I have no problem getting dates. It doesn't mean I want to date everybody. Um, I mean, we could open up my inbox right now and just find all sorts of interesting things. <laughs> we'll save that for another podcast. Good we'll go, Lord. We'll call, it, we'll call it Laura's Inbox. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right term Maybe for we'll it. Maybe we'll reword oh it. Oh, my God. I think that's a good idea. That's a really bad <laughs> PR move. I think there's an oppositional read in that. An oppositional read. Yeah. If your mind was going that way, maybe. I'm just saying that is a possibility. <laughs> so in public relations, that's what we call yeah. it, is an oppositional read. Okay. No, we don't want to go there. <laughs> so it's just very interesting to go through that process. Like I don't, I mean, I value my friendship so much more. Like I have my circle of trust people that I just, there's non-negotiables. Like they are a part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's funny that, so my, one of my best friends who's working on my car uh, with the tire, I typically introduce him as my big brother and he hates it. And Why is it's that? so funny to me. So when I had, had my one year anniversary of doing open mics at T's Lounge, yep. and now I'm the permanent host. So that's kind of cool for yep. me, like super neat. We had lays and everything, and it was great and so fun. And he came down to support. I had another really good friend, Alex, that supported, and Jake and Molly, and his, Jake's sister, Annie, came. And it was, I mean, it was super fun. And it d- can't fit very many people in there anyway, so... It was great. It was my friends and the comics. And I love these comics so much. Well, Steve walks in. and I'm like, hey, and there's my big brother, Steve. So one of the other comics goes up to him at the bar, like kind of in between and whatever. You can go up and not disrupt anybody when you're sitting at the bar. And he's like, so you're Laura's big brother. <laughs> and he goes, no. No. I'm not. And he's like, really? Why did she do that? He goes, so people don't think we're fucking. Mm. 
comes like, and he goes, that is brilliant. Like, you, clearly they're not together because that's her brother. Okay. <laughs> he had dated one of my really good friends. So I'm like, I'm sorry, that's a non-negotiable. Yep. Just the way it is. I don't care if it was five years ago. Things are just very, they're, it's very cut and dry things for me. And well, that more, we, more people need to understand that as well. Yeah. Cause people that I have had that say that we're friends, but when I break up with a girl, they are automatically in their inbox oh, God. and they don't even, they don't even talk to you. See, and that's if it was cleared or something like it just didn't, it wasn't a place I wanted to go. Plus now that he and I have been really good friends for a while and he will admit to this too. Uh, we don't fight well. Okay. I don't think, I don't think people fight well. No, I think, but like we fight like brother and sister. Like there is, nobody's going to win. We're going to go for the jugular (laughs) and I know shit. Okay. And he knows shit. So it's not a good place to be. I've never heard that before, but that's, that's interesting. You have to be able to fight well. Yep. 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 Like, are you fighting to be right or fighting for a goal together? No, he and I fucking fight to be right. Yes. And it's not good. Because that's what brothers and sisters would do. Yes. And he can't pull right. his hair because he's bald. <laughs> you don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, I just know that. I know it's not a good fit. But I value his, like, we have that conversation, though. So it's not something like, I'm not, like, you know, um, stringing him along or something. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not leading him on. He knows that that's how I feel with it, too. I mean, if I can be his wing woman... I will do that in a heartbeat. I won't do shit. Like, he'd been married for nine months at one point. And she swore that we were sleeping together. Oh. I'm like, oh, God, no, have him. Like, that's really, it's okay. Like, you want to know stuff about him? I can tell you weird shit, but you don't, who wants that? You know what? You want to hear the good stuff. I'll Is help that you why she left? Stuff. What? It could be part of the reason. I don't know. Like, I gave them space. I'm like, if one of my best friends is married to someone... And that someone has an issue with me, I will absolutely step back. I, I get that I am a lot to take in. And if there isn't any form of any secure, insecure female, they don't want to deal with me. And that's a lot of females, but we'll save that for another podcast. It's a fucking lot of females. <laughs> and I am told, possibly more often than I would like to admit, nah, I can't, I like to admit it, um, people are quite intimidated by me. Which is funny because... Well, it's the outgoingness. It's the confidence. It's the look. It's the... It's the look? Oh, crap. The the blonde, (laughs) the boobs, the butt. It is. There's a lot to take in. And I don't care. That's the part that fucks with people. That I don't care. That's great. You do when it comes to your... You do, but you don't... I mean, I'm going to be me. I'm not doing it to offend anybody else. Um, I'm not doing it to put anybody off. But if I'm going to be comfortable in my own body, I have worked like hell to be the person that I am. Nobody had my back. I do. So unless you have my back, I don't give a shit. And that part scares the shit out of people. Like, ooh, she can do it on her own. Yeah, I can. I don't need anybody, but I want people. Like, I have people in my life. Jake and Molly, we joke that we're a thruple. You're in a lot of pictures together. A lot. <laughs> All three of us. Yep. Like, that's going to be part of their wedding. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to be standing there, too? No, I might. I do. Like, no. I also do. <laughs> Me as well. 
I second that motion. Um, but we joke that we do things together, but we don't like do things together. That means like sexually and yep. stuff. Okay. I follow. Um, <laughs> I want to make sure everybody else heard that too. It's fine. Um, do you put these on Facebook too? Mm-hmm. Oh, so I should have access to that. Cool. Super. Excited. You can double. We'll double podcast this. Possibly. There you go. Make it show number two of Welcome to the Wild. I haven't. So I've done 11. Mm-hmm. For the second season. How would it be show number two? What? Season two, episode one. Yeah. Welcome back. This is what's been going on. Season, episode two will be this one. That's possible. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> devil's in the details. and But they are so close to me that... I mean, even anybody who dates me knows who they are. They don't even, like, know who they are. They meet them. Like, it's weird. Like, they don't meet, and Jake and Molly don't meet very many people. Which is weird because Jake knows everybody. Jake, but so do I. So we had actually just posted something at Silverwood. I'm not sure if you saw that. I put it in my story, and it was on Instagram for me. Okay. That we were, we had a contest because Molly lived in Seattle. She's kind of come back and forth. She graduated from Ferris here. Same year I did. Like, she's two months younger than me. But Jake and I know everybody. Okay. Like, it's not even like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's like three degrees of Jake and Laura. Okay. And it is one of the funniest things ever. So we would both run into people. So how I got into your podcast is I wanted to know what the other side was doing. I knew from what I wanted, you know, in a relationship. Okay. But I wanted to hear from a female, and that's kind of how, and I knew that you had a podcast because it says podcaster on your Facebook page. It does. But I wanted to know what the other side was saying, what they were going through, what they were going through in certain moments of of dating, and how, how, what to look for in the first date, the second date, third date. Are we having sex now? I wanted to listen. And that's kind of, and I was kind of hooked of, all 11 episodes that I listened to every one of yours <laughs> and I feel a dig in there, <laughs> but, but I wanted very to know, valuable I wanted to know your perspective and, and just, and you know, the, the, the female perspective. Of- so how do you think my perspective, uh, compares to what you have encountered in the wild? Well, I listen to, I'm, I'm fishing for compliments now. I, I'm, and I'm going to give you some because there's a lot of points that you have that, that are, that are dead on because you have, have had to deal with shitty men and the bullshit that they have, the excuses, the lies, the, oh, I'm so full of goals, but no, really, I just want to sit with a bag of Doritos and play fucking video games all night long. Ugh. I'm sure that's what you run into. Uh-huh. And that's not every guy. But in the dating pool of the wild, that's a lot of the guys. And there's a reason that that's a lot of the guys because your guys who are committed, goal-oriented, jobs, owns a car, are taken. Well, and you're left with what's left. And it's the guys who have been single to go, oh, my gosh, I can play video games now. I'm, I am i don't even fucking play video games. No, I get that. But there's <laughs> some of them that are like, oh, holy shit, I can just sit here and do video games. That's all I have to do because I'm not accountable to anybody mm-hmm. else. And I wouldn't want someone to not be themselves. So I, and I'm, I'm sure you heard this even on my podca- my podcast, that I like to give people space to be who they are because I do not want to change them. And I also know I don't want to try to just acclimate to their life because I'm very much, um, 
I'm definitely a people pleaser. And especially in a relationship, I want to make sure my partner is happy. But that's also part of the downfall of my marriage. So if I know that I'm getting the genuine person, that's why, I mean, and I've had people tell me, you give them enough rope to hang themselves. If that's what it takes, that's fine. Well, there's, not- a, there's a point, and I'll just stay on the video game. Yeah. I play video games with my son, mm-hmm. which I, that's, you know, my son enjoys me playing with him. He's How like, old is he? He's 11. Okay. So he's got that competitiveness, <laughs> and I just take it to him every time. But he wants to beat me, so that's the drive. Hey, Dad, we want to play. And I'm like, buddy, I got, I got editing to do on the podcast. I've got all this other stuff. But I try to make time for him. All right, one game. Or we'll play hockey, or we'll play one period. You know, but I don't go up there as soon as we're done here. I'm not going to go up there and turn that damn thing on because that's that was college. That was that was that was young me. Mm-hmm. That was that I, I benefit in no way playing video games, you know, and I, I follow along with uh, Richard Cooper, um, the other Rolo Tomasi and all those guys that better yourself. You want to have a strong image, a strong character, not a strong image. You want to have a strong character, a strong frame. And if. Some things don't fit, don't better your life. I don't, I just don't do them anymore. Well, in the type of guy that I actually want to be with, he's going to want a certain type of woman. So Very I much need, so. Yeah, I need to work on being that. And it has to be authentically me too, though. Mm-hmm. So... If I want to have a guy that is very successful, he's going to be very busy. Which is why happy wife, happy life is bullshit. Absolutely. I hate that phrase. I hate it. I'm wearing a necklace right now, and it says the future is female. And I've had people stop me. They're like, oh, my gosh, that's so amazing. Yes, women power. I'm like, no. This is for me, and it's kind of a joke because it's a very long, it's very phallic, actually. What does phallic mean? Phallic? Phallic. Like a dick. It's like. Okay. (laughs) I gotcha. I mean, it doesn't, it's not like curvy or anything. No. But, and it's right at my boobs, and the future is female, and it basically like points down to my vagina. That's funny. Yes. And I've had people like, oh, your, your necklace is so pretty. What does it say? Is it like longitude things? Does it mean something? I'm like, okay, if you actually knew me, this is funny. <laughs> and not that I don't think women should have, God, you're going to get people writing in now. I'm going to get messages. Um, <laughs> not that women don't have their strengths, but they're different than men. Yep. I love men. That came across a little too heavy (laughs) um but i do like but you have to like anybody for who they actually are not what you want them to be and that's tough correct because you have all these predisposed opinions uh experiences that you put on somebody else and they don't even know just because they look like somebody that you had this huge crush on or it had a huge crush on you doesn't mean that this person is going to be the same and we just automatically do that Mm -hmm. just human nature so once you can kind of get apart from that, then it's okay. But that's why I think shit like this is funny. Well, and and you're saying it right with, you know, my frame to your frame. You have you want people to fit in there. You want people to compliment. You want people to um, be that that side piece. Side piece. That's, that's the wrong, wrong word that is to the use. Worst <laughs> term that you could have used. You want somebody to be that anchor in your life to bounce ideas off of to go forward in a relationship 
And that is more important, or that's what you need to be looking for, not somebody, well, I need you to be this. Right. Well, Because like, now you're not getting authenticity. Right. I will ask questions not to judge, but to for clarification. Mm-hmm. Because then I'm still, I'm still figuring out if this person is okay to be in my life. Like, just because I have, you know, I know I have my own baggage. I have my own things that I bring to the table. So if I'm going to ask a question or try to get clarification on something, it's not because I think that it's something that they're doing is wrong. Because who the fuck am I to say that they're, whatever they're doing is wrong? Yeah. But maybe it's not right for me. Mm-hmm. And it depends. Which is fine. Right. Completely fine. Totally fine. And that's where it's like literally it's the thought that counts. Like you don't have to actually go through all of these different things. But if this is how you're thinking, that thought process is so much more important. Because if you're trying to find somebody to actually be with you for the rest of your life, because that's kind of the goal. It's yep. very heavy. Yep. But I'm just trying to enjoy people's company and see if it's somebody I even want to be around so then I can see if I want to touch their naughty parts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yes. In, in very simple terms, yes. Right. I mean, and my daughter, she's like, Mom, we need a new dad around here. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why? She's like, so you don't have to do as much. Like, I have three kids. You guys should yeah, be doing start. stuff. You want a list? Yeah, they have the list. <laughs> do the tour list. We'll be fine. But they're like, but no, you just need to find somebody who you like and they think you're cute. Out of the mouth of a six-year-old. Do you want to see my inbox? <laughs> like, but not my inbox. Not my no. inbox. <laughs> she doesn't need to know about the inbox. No, she does not. That girl is 10 foot tall and bulletproof, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, to have nope. two older brothers? God. See, my son's got it the other way. Yeah. He's got two older sisters. Oh, he's, yeah. So he's dealing with uh, with that, plus learning how to be a man, but yet following that the female perspective on, on things. Oh, he's never going to have a problem talking to chicks oh, ever. Oh, never. Ever. And just like my daughter will have never have a problem talking to guys. Mm-hmm. Ever. And telling that to my sons, they're like, what? <laughs> like she's, What do you mean? You guys are the reason she thinks fart jokes are funny. Yep. She's going to have a sense of humor. She's going to have. It's my child, so yes. Well, yes, but <laughs> she'll have that, that you don't, uh, when I look for a girl, I don't want her to be one of the guys. I want her to be comfortable around the guys. Right. There's a, there's a difference there. There's you know, a bunch you of don't, difference You don't there. want the, I don't want the <laughs> vulgar girlfriend. I've got my buddies for that. Yeah. I don't need a vulgar girlfriend, the girl that's going to tell dick jokes. I want her to feel comfortable around that. I don't want her to be that. Yes. And that's all we can hope for from our children. Is that they're comfortable around dick jokes, but they don't tell them. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I almost hit the power button again. Again. Whoopsie. I don't think um, this can handle one more outage. I know. My goodness. Sorry about that. I was like leg wrestling the thing <laughs> over here. It's fine. My talents lie elsewhere. So we're <laughs> definitely going to do another podcast. Yeah. I think that would be a great idea. Um. I think we're well past the, the two-hour mark right now. People but listen for two hours? Yeah. I think they need to go get themselves a drink. I listen to podcasts all day long. This is true. This is a whole thing. So it's just people listen to 10-minute chunk here, 15-minute chunk here, or you listen to the whole thing. Well, we have some very entertaining information here. Very much so. That I hope comes across. I think so. <laughs> it will. 
but I, I, <laughs> you're like, I hope it does. I hope it does. Shit, it's just what it is now. <laughs> it's like, it's like that inside joke. Like you were talking about earlier. It's like having an inside joke yeah. that we're going to laugh at. And other people are like, what the fuck are they talking about? Well, and that's just it. Like that's how with stand up comedy to like create the inside joke with the audience is so fun. So yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to not get too into the weeds about it, but it, that's the whole point. Like that's what makes the whole thing so much fun. So then even as you're walking out of the comedy club or any open mic and you're like, oh yeah, wasn't this funny, funny, funny. And somebody's walking by, you're like, yes, that was so funny. Mm -hmm. And it's a funny position for me to be in unique. I should say that now I have people stopping me after shows and like, we loved what you did, or this was so great. Can't wait to see you again. And it's extremely flattering. It's yeah. very validating too. Yes. Like it's affirming that I'm really doing the stuff. And I know I stand out differently than the other, than because there's all guys. Like it's really 90% guys, mm -hmm. 90, 95. So. Why is that? Do you think? Um, because I think it's intimidating. Um, because going up there trying to tell a joke, um, guys try to show off for girls anyway. So I think it's a natural thing for guys to do stand-up comedy. Um, I'm just not wired that way. I don't do it to show off for guys. <laughs> if any, you want to make your friends laugh. I like making my friends laugh. Like, I'll tell them jokes anyway. I've told these jokes to my friends. Like, the race car thing, that was a joke for years before I did stand-up comedy. Like, yeah, that one was a race car. Like, his age should have been, like, on the car. Like, that was... <laughs> I'm not proud of it. It happens. Yeah, but um, my at least my race car knows all about it. Yeah, there's one guy he knows he's the race car. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like I cannot wait to see a show. I'm like <laughs> I don't tell him when the shows are. Says so that would be. Terrifying. Well, if you can't see anybody in the crowd, what does it matter? Oh, he'd yell. There, it would be obnoxious. I'm sure of it. <laughs> yeah, the unknown, unnamed race car. We'll call him Todd. Ooh, that's not. We'll call him. Nope. I don't think this is a fun game to play at all. <laughs> He's just going to be called race car. Because my luck, you're going to say his name and I won't be able to. I cannot play poker. So hmm. I don't know if that was evident. No, we're not playing poker. So which my mom would always tell a joke. She's like, poker? I hardly know her. You brought her, you poker. <laughs> Thanks, mom. I know. Yeah. And it was <laughs> poker in the front and liquor in the rear. Well, liquor in the front, poker in the back. Whatever. <laughs> what do you want to plug? Um, That I'm a real estate agent. <laughs> I'm a realtor. Realtor. That's why I say real estate agent, yep. because then I avoid it completely. Completely. You get your own private comedy show when you see houses. There's plenty of room for activities. <laughs> I say that. Every client at one point. Do you try to make them laugh? Absolutely, because it's a absolutely terrifying experience. Icebreaker, almost? Mm, somewhat. Um, usually people know me before I go out and show houses anyway. Not not an icebreaker between you two, but the, to the house. Somewhat. That comfort, breaking into that comfort zone. It can be. It just depends. It's usually, I just use it once, because if I overuse that joke... Any joke that's overused. Are you having a problem it over is. there? It keeps raising on me. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it doesn't have ED. No, there is no ED in <laughs> on this at all. 
just kind of just struggling whoop. over there. It's because I'm here. It's 6 and 12 um, o'clock. And I, <laughs> I just have this uh, effect on my environment. So, yeah, real estate agent. That's what I do. I do stand-up comedy, so those are great plugs. And you're um, there most every Wednesday nights? Most every Wednesday night at Spoken Comedy Club, and I host at Tease Lounge, which is 703 North Monroe. Every Tuesday night, starting at 8 o'clock. It's a small place. Um, make sure you get there early to come and say hi to me, because if you just come in and sit, then it just, I've got too much to do. So maybe you come in late, grab me a drink, that's fine. Um, Tequila. Bad tequila. So good. With the pineapple back. With the pineapple back. Yep, so great. Um, yeah, but there we are. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Can't wait to do it again. I know. I think we're going to have good. a good show. Yes. <laughs> thank you, Laura, for coming on to the show. Laura Branding, everybody. Check her out on her Facebook page, Spokane Comedy Club. Um, also... Check out her podcast, Welcome to the Wild. It is on Spotify, or you can check her out on Podbean. That's the, her host. Uh, this is a little extra Lambo. Um, however you listen to this podcast, remember, please hit that like button, hit that follow button, hit that subscribe button to get your notifications, and then please download the show. That's how we keep track of the numbers. We can get paid. This is a little extra Lambo. Peace.